Hello, 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 wealth friends. Welcome, guys, to our first live podcast. This is a live podcast we have here with Monica Lynn coaching from, wait, no, no, Monica Lynn coaching. Monica from Revelocity, right? Right? Revelocity, yes. Revelocity. Yes. With two L's. With two L's. Because <laughs> you're a rebel. <laughs> velocity. <laughs> yeah, so um, we have Monica Warren here today. This is our actual first guest of this show, of the Wealthcast. Uh, um, and, the, and the Wealthcast, I don't know if I told you, um, Monica, it's Wealthcast and the, the tagline is group therapy. <laughs> so, that was perfect yeah 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 so we're gonna get in here uh this is the first episode so you know everything is kind of we're getting to know um monica today i i talked to you a little bit before but we're really going to get to know you and your brand what you're about and and share you with everyone so you know we could get some people coming in and getting what you have to give and um that that's why we're here. Yes. Awesome. So, so uh, I, I sent you a few questions, and we're gonna go down that. And you know, we're probably gonna break off into other areas. You know how <laughs> no our phone conversation <laughs> went the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so first, you know the first question. Tell everyone what you are about. Um, I'm actually a life and relationship coach, and I'm geared more towards the mindset type coaching because. If your mindset is not right, then nobody's going to be able to help you. You have to have the desire, the drive to change before any life coach can help you. And mm-hmm. so once you get your mind right, then I can start helping you. And it's, it's all about the process of trying to learn how to or how not to let little things, people, situations get to you so much like don't stress the small stuff basically yeah oh i just said yeah i was just in agreement oh, okay. <laughs> but i mean that's 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 what i do um i have a lot of people who have come to me who are in bad relationships they are in a bad place or they have a boss that they just simply cannot deal with um so, which is a relationship, you know, when you're working with yeah. somebody, it's, it's definitely a relationship and the dynamics are different from a romantic relationship to a family relationship to a work relationship, but they're all relationships. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And, and, and you were talking to me about um, one of the relationships that you had and that you came out of. I know we, we getting right to it. Tell us, what's your okay. story? What's your story? Um, actually, I have been in, I'm not sure where you want me to start. Do you want me to start like with my education or with the relationship issues or I don't know, start, on my- start back, you know, how did you get here? Like that story okay. of how do you decide um, to help people? and coach people with relationships and love. What does your story start that made you even want to come this way? Okay. Um, I started school after high school. I graduated in 93, so I guess I'm telling my age. I started school <laughs> for, for accounting, and I was, I'm really good at numbers. That's not really what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I decided to put that aside. I've been working at the same job for 20 years. I actually finished up. I decided I wanted to go into psychology 
because I've always been fascinated with the human mind. I can sit down and talk to people and I have strangers, complete strangers come up to me. If I go to the gas station, the clerk will start telling me their life story. And oh. so I thought, well, maybe I would be good at it because I don't mind listening to people and offering solutions. Now I have a hard time taking my own <laughs> advice, but <laughs> that, I think that's pretty far for the course. Yeah. Um, so I went to school for psychology. I actually finished in 2008 with a bachelor's in psychology and a minor in criminal justice. And I couldn't really decide what I wanted to do. So I've stayed, I'm in sales, which, you know, I use my psychology degree in sales. Um, but I've been in a couple of bad relationships, uh, more than a couple, actually. One of them was physically abusive. And another one was actually emotionally abusive. And people think that just because there's no bruises on the outside of you that there are no scars and that's not true your heart can carry scars with and your brain can carry scars and that that's the whole mindset you have to you know you, and you stop making excuses for people well at least they didn't hit me or yeah. he he only grabbed my wrist so it could have been worse well you yeah. know the more excuses you make for these people the more you're allowing them to do this to you and it took me a while it took me a long time to get out of that mindset that you know Maybe this is just where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I deserve this. You know, what am I doing wrong? What's, what's wrong with me? What can I do to make this better? And there comes a time when you finally realize there's nothing you can do. It's just who that other person is. And they don't like to hear that. So don't necessarily call them out on it. Because right. <laughs> they're going to argue with you. But you just have to know how to and that's I think that's where I got the rebelocity idea from I've always been sort of a rebel um and I heard somebody say one time that that what saved them from that type of relationship was their flat-out defiance mm. and that really resonated with me because I've always been strong-willed yeah and I've always spoken my mind but when I got to a point where like, I didn't even know if I would make the right decision by picking which grocery store to go to. That's how bad it was. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I just, I can't do it anymore. And so once I got to a position where I could, I have started my life coaching um, training. I've actually finished my life coach, my life coaching certification, my master life certification, master life coaching certification. I'm working on my NLP certification. And from there, I plan to do the master NLP, NLP trainer, and the hypnotist. So I've got a pretty good ways to go, but yes. I do have a few clients built up and they seem to be doing great. The problem is, you know, the whole mindset thing, you just have to, you have to be willing to listen and be open for suggestions and not sit here and go, well, I can't do that because this or because that. Yeah, it's so easy to get caught up in that you kind of want, you, you want to go to your coach and you want them to kind of fix you mm -hmm. and you don't have to take a part in the process. Like uh, we sit down and have a session and you fix me. I actually had a, a coaching client say that to me before. You're supposed to be fixing me. I said, what? <laughs> Let's get our wands. <laughs> Exposo and Celsius. You know? Yeah, right. We're not <laughs> Harry Potter. I don't know. Right. <laughs> not how it works. Not exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I had to go explain to her what you're saying right there. Like, you, there's a, 
a mindset shift that you have to want to make, you know? Yeah. It's just like addicts. I mean, you can offer them help all you want to, but until they're ready to kick that addiction, until they're ready to get help, they're not going to accept help. They may, they may be forced into rehab, but until they are ready for the help, you're not, there's nothing you can do. That's true. That's true. And that, that, that kind of takes me to, uh, I'm going to go through the next one. We kind of talked about okay. this question already. When you, when you decided to become a coach, who did you envision yourself helping? What type of people? Everybody. <laughs> I'd love yes. to help everybody. That's how it starts. Yeah. Like, I mean, really, that's, that's who I wanted to help was anybody who needed help. Um, <laughs> but I think there are a lot of people, especially in today's, in, in this day and age that are being told there certain things that they're doing are wrong, certain things that they're doing they shouldn't be doing. And they have a lot of people are going through this too. I, you know, we talked about this before. We're both Christian. And there are a lot of people who are going through what I call spiritual abuse. Like they're having Bible verses thrown at them saying, Did you, you know, in a marriage that they're mm-hmm. supposed to submit, you know, the husband is the ruler and they don't go into the details of the scripture. They just say, you know, this is my way. Well, God says this. And so, I mean, what are you going to do? God's on their side. That's the way it makes it seem. And yeah. so there, I mean, there's just so many people out there that are being the thumb on the forehead and they don't know how to get out of it. They've been in that situation for so long. They seem hopeless. They start searching YouTube videos mm-hmm. and podcasts trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Like, like I said, before, what's wrong with me? What did I do? Did I deserve this? What can I do to fix this? And in reality, I mean, there might be some situations where it can be fixed. There might, you know, there are situations where these people can do things to help the situation, but not all the time, you know, it it takes two. Yeah. It takes two. And some people will say, well, it takes two to break a relationship. And that's not necessarily true. It takes two to make a relationship work. It does not take two to break a relationship. Right. Right. Definitely. And even though, you know, sometimes, you know, well, no, if one person is loving and they're, you know, finding out that person's love language and speaking that person's language and the other person refuses to, there's the brokenness, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, this is this is a not so favorite word because when I first got into coaching back in 20, 2014, it was it was just like an overly used word. But narcissism, yes, narcissism is one of the things that that breaks relationships very often. Even though you know someone, I I've been in an um, abusive relationship a couple of times, and you think they were always like this. So I accepted it at first. So I must be wrong. If I want to walk away now, I never loved him. If I want to walk away now, because he was always like this and I knew it. So I should just keep accepting it because I, if I don't keep accepting it, um, Monica, I have to admit that I was wrong. Mm -hmm. That, that's not always the case though that's where a lot of people fall into the trap yeah that's not always the case because there's i mean I, the term narcissism is like so overly used like you said but it's abundant now yeah. it really yeah. is 
And a lot of people don't realize that just because somebody is not going in, throwing things, saying, look at me, blah, 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 that they're not a narcissist. There's all different kinds, especially the covert. And those are the kind that will trick you. The covert. They will. They do what they call, what we call love bombing. They'll (laughs) buy you gifts. And, you know, they do all these sweet things. And then all of a sudden there's a bad thing. And you're thinking, what just happened? And then it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. You remember the, the Swedish bank robbery and these people, some of these captives actually ended up marrying the um, hostage takers, the, the people that went in there to rob the bank because they thought they were not, well, they brought me water <laughs> and it's, wow. it's, a, it's a cycle. It's almost like you can see that storm brewing over there. All's calm right now, but eventually you'll see that storm brew and you don't know when it's coming, but you see it and then it hits and after it hits, everything's clear again. So it's just that whole cycle of what they call um, devalue, love bomb, Hoover, that type of thing. Just it's, it's a cycle and it keeps going and going and going. Discard, do, you know, devalue, discard, love bomb, Hoover, just, just everything. And, the, and those terms are probably foreign to a lot of your listeners. I hope they are. I hope mm-hmm. they are foreign to them because I really don't want anybody to go through that. The problem is too many people are. True. True, true. So this this brings it like everything is like flowing. We've both been over these questions. <laughs> so everything is flowing. This brings us to your YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I love it. No more excuses. I listened to it like five or six times. Uh, hurt people hurt people. Or do they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, stop making excuses for people that hurt you. So So tell us more about that. Tell us more about, because we've been talking about this already. We've been talking about being in bad relationships and mm-hmm. feeling like it's your responsibility to stay in some type of way. And, and I get out, you're making excuses to your own detriment and, and you're mm-hmm. not able to, you're not able to uh, be objective anymore uh, because you question yourself. You, mm-hmm. like, like you said, in the relationship with the uh, spiritual abuse, God's on their side. Yeah. They make it seem that way. Mm. Now the whole the whole video with the you know the no more excuses. I said you know hurt people hurt people or do they? We've all been hurt. That's just like when you have somebody that was abused as physically abused as a child. Just because they were physically abused as a child doesn't give them license to physically abuse their child. It's you know it's it's your responsibility to do the work and grow and overcome that stuff. And some people can't. They can't, but you know, when I talked about that in, in there, it was, you know, it can go to friendships cause I've had friendships that went that way. They'll, you know, well, maybe they're just having a bad day. Well, guess what? We all have a bad day and every now and then it's fine. But if they seem to have a bad day once a week, twice a week, and they give you the silent treatment and you know, they just don't talk to you, you try to talk to them. They, they act like you're bothering them. Okay. I won't bother you anymore. Like I'm done making excuses. I'm done making excuses because you were in a bad situation when you're a child. You're 45 now. <laughs> it's it's time to get over it. It's time yes. to. Go. I'm not saying get over it. I'm saying grow. Okay, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said get over it because there are some things that we go through that we never actually get over, but we do grow through. Yes, yes, I like that. You know, and but how do you do that? How do you stop making the excuses when you're in there? How do you how do you get to that point where you 
actually are able to let go because you know sometimes these relationships are 10 years 20 years 15 years 30 years and and you've taken it up until this point there's this point where you want to let go but you're asking yourself that question that you asked yourself 10 years ago well i accepted this at first mm-hmm. <laughs> why would i I'd be a hypocrite for letting go now. And see, I think that's, like I said before, that's the trap that people fall into. And another thing is they're worried about what other people are going to think about them for doing that. Yeah. They're not sure themselves because it's become ingrained in them. You know, it's, it's become their normal, which it shouldn't be, but they're for lack of a better term used to it. Even though they don't like it, they're used to it. It's just like going to a job every day that you hate. You're used to it. You don't like it, but you're used to it. Of course, you know, being in an abusive relationship is a totally different thing, but just, you know, as an illustration. Um, But coming to that point, excuse me, you have to realize that you're not going to please everybody. You're not going to please everybody. And I'm not saying just please yourself because, like I said before, I'm a Christian. I'm not all about the flesh. Um, But there comes a time, like even in Proverbs, it says that a man's body can bear brokenness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? And Mm -hmm. so when you talk about the crushed spirit, I mean, even Jesus had a crushed spirit, you know, and God forgives and forgets, but he forgives when when he's asked for forgiveness. (laughs) Am I right? I mean, and a lot of people won't ask for forgiveness. We forgive for ourselves, but forgiveness does not necessarily mean that we have to remain in a relationship with someone oh yes i mean does forgiveness equal reconciliation every time does it equal restoration i don't think it does i mean there's there comes a time when you just have to accept people for who they are and like i said when you come to that point that you realize that there's nothing you can do to change them you gotta start working on changing yourself and ah there's the ticket uh, everybody has a breaking point there's the ticket change you change and and it like i said we're we're moving right along it comes to my favorite quote out of that video was your reaction or response whichever one it is is your responsibility Mm -hmm. so you got to work on when when you when you get in a relationship and you can't get out you need to change you Mm -hmm. not that other person and i'm not saying change you to conform to what they want you to be i'm saying change how you deal with certain things like, you know, the whole reaction re- respond versus react. Um, when you react to something, you generally react out of anger, out of hurt, that type of thing. When you respond, you have grown into this person that can, you know, look at it objectively, like you said, and just sit there and say, okay, what should I actually say? What is going to benefit everybody the best? And sometimes no response. Sometimes no response. And that is a response. <laughs> I mean, no response oh, yeah. is a response. And it's a very loud one sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? When abusive relationships, the no response, when you get to that area where you can even be quiet, that is that breaking point. You know, when, when, when a couple stops arguing, it's over. Mm-hmm. Even because arguing, I believe arguing always continues. Even when arguing is structured, 
because an argument only means that two of you have different opinions and right. you're trying to come together on them. So there's, there's going to be arguments. You're never going to always agree. But when argument stops, period, whether it's negative or positive, the relationship stops too. And that's, that's that gray area where people usually get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if, if you don't, when it comes to abuse, it's a little bit different. Um, but that's what coaches are for. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's like, you know, when you get to that point where you want to break out, I, I, I would say definitely find yourself a coach who's been there, done that. Um, like, like you were saying, you've been in a, I was in two, two mentally. Um, and one, when it became physical, I was already at the breaking point. I had already stopped arguing. There, there was no question that I was dealing with this. I, no question. And um, that's when it became physical because it was like, oh, you're not going to respond to me or react mm-hmm. to me in any type of way. I'm going to hit you. Then you will react. So I know that place. So when I have women and men, and especially the men, because it's harder for men to come to someone mm-hmm. about being abused. When they come to me, I'm always like, yeah, you know, uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell them my story, and 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 normally they tell me I got quiet. I just didn't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. Yep, go gray rock. They call it gray rock. Gray rock. Mm-hmm. You just sit there and you just look at them and just you act like a gray rock. There's a danger in that when you do it for a very long period of time, but you know the most physical danger, whether, whether the relationship has been abusive, spiritual, physical, sexual, any, any type of relationship that has been abusive. Like I said, even if it's just been emotional or verbal, the most dangerous time is when a person tries to leave. Yeah. And that's, and that's when a lot of people start seeking out help is when they're ready to leave, they just don't know what to do and they're scared to death. And once it is, you know, if it is emotional and it starts getting it, once it turns physical, it's been my experience that it does not get better. You know, it gets worse because they got away with it one time. So the next time, instead of grabbing your wrist and, you know, which, you know, this was a long time ago, but grabbing your wrist and, and pulling your arm behind your back, you know, they do that and I'm five foot nothing. <laughs> you know, and all the guys <laughs> I've ever dated are at least six foot tall. So, right. I mean, you're talking about somebody who's, who's a lot stronger than me. And uh, one situation in particular, I was dating a guy and um, once we decided we wanted to get married is when it started. And I decided to get out of that before we got married. And I'm thankful for that, that I didn't have to go through that with children and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, it was, but once that starts, you know, you can make excuse for, well, I woke them up out of a dead sleep. They didn't know what they were doing. Okay. And then the next time you might actually have bruises on you. Well, they had a bad day. Like I said before, you know, they had a rough day at work or they're angry about something else. They just, you know, they take it out on the people that you love the most. No. no. I mean, yeah, we do sometimes, but not like that. Yeah. Not like that. So yeah, there, there's always a breaking point and you just, you just have to have, you got to find yours. And I hate for anybody to find their breaking point because sometimes people never find it and they keep thinking they can take more and more and more. And that's when they end up in a really bad situation, if not dead. I mean, as far as that's yeah. sad to say, but that happens. 
Yeah. And a lot of times it happens and you see, you've seen on the news where a uh, husband kills his wife and kids. It's like, well, he was just like the greatest husband. And well, you don't know what went on behind closed doors either. You know, she might've been trying to leave or he might've been trying to leave and she killed him. I mean, you just, you just don't, it can be, it can turn into a very dangerous situation. Yeah. I, I, I and I want to touch on something. This just hit my heart while you were talking about that. I have a friend um, and I'll have her on this show uh, in the coming weeks. Um, her and I met um, some years back because I recognized I, I, I really liked her when I met her. I met her at a business meeting and I recognized that her husband was a little overzealous, you know, and she looked a little uncomfortable. And she said, I want me and you to be friends at that meeting. And I said, okay, we will be. And um, that was about seven years ago, I think. Yeah, 2013. So um, for the friend who is listening, this, this really rose up for me. And I want to know what you think about this, Monica. I never said anything to her for years, um, you know, about his abusive nature or whatever. I was just with her. And anytime she needed me, I was there. And if she needed to be picked, once I got a car, I didn't have a car at first. Once I got a car, I would go pick her up or she'd come out and get me so she could just get away, you know. And, you know, what do you say to the friend who has is in some type of abusive relationship, and I'm talking about romantically, that wants to help their friend, but you can't help someone who doesn't want help. But what can you, what would you say to that person about helping their friend? Isn't, isn't that kind of like a play on words? Can't help somebody that wants to be helped, but. But how do you help them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's a difficult one. It really is because if it had not been for some of my friends in the past, just, you know, they were there to listen to me and they would say things like, that's not normal. You know, and it was really close friends, people that I confided in because a lot of times when people are going through that type of situation, what they really just need is somebody to listen, not somebody to say, well, I don't know why you're saying. Because then that just puts the blame right back on them. That just puts the, the guilt back on them like and then when people get out of it people say well I don't know why you stayed so long really yeah, I mean but yeah when they're in that type of situation and, and you're the friend that's trying to help them basically just listen listen um you can offer advice but the the main thing is a lot of times they're going through that um they're, they're ruminating really they're just they're ruminating and they're going back and forth like should I leave should I not leave should I leave should I not leave should I leave yeah. And they really just need to talk about it. And they may talk about it 50 gazillion times, but they need you to not say, I wish you'd just do something about it and be done with it. Oh my goodness. And that's where it gets hard because you get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over again. Sometimes that's what they need. They need and to talk it out. I want to tell you like, so for this story, cause she tells her story. She's actually writing a book about her story. And that's what we're going to talk about on the, on the show. At the end of this relationship, she said to me, I wish somebody would just tell me how to leave. Like what exact steps I need to take 
And I didn't believe it because I've heard this like 10 million times over mm-hmm. some years, you know? And so I got indignant and I write up this list of 23 things she needs to do <laughs> to get out safely. And she writes me back like four days later and she's checked off like 15 of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, oh my God, she was really ready to go. She was really serious in that moment. But I mean, this was from 2000, um, I guess she's been gone for about two years now. No, one year. So this was uh, nine years, I mean, seven, six years in the making. <laughs> I was like, wow. You know, and, and um, so, you know, and I didn't know, like I said, I was being indignant <laughs> when I made the list. It was a real <laughs> list of things that you needed to do to move, you know, mm-hmm. and to move safely, you know. But, um, and I've been coaching for a few years, so, um, you know, I had, I had already had lists like that for people who had left before. But, I, you know, I didn't think she was going to take the advice, but the, she did, and I'm so proud of her to I'm super proud, but that's, that's it. That's it. That listening, that caring, that not judging. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I heard you say without saying the actual words mm-hmm. that not judging your friend, like, you know, didn't think my friend was going to use the list, but I gave it to her anyway. And I didn't say, I know you're not going to use this. I say, here it is. <laughs> and and it's hard to do that. It is yeah. sometimes because you do get tired of hearing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's that list. So, so like I said, I'm so proud of her. She's going to hear this and she's going to, she's going to probably cry. (laughs) We're going to cry together, honey bun. We're going to cry together. (laughs) Yeah, that was a lot. But I, I, I like at the end of your video that you said no narcs allowed. That means something to me. But what does that mean to you? To me, it means that I get to decide who's in my life. I get to decide what I put what I put up with, who I put up with. Now, I mean, you know, when you work with certain people and that type of thing, you you can choose, especially if it's a really, really close relationship, like you're right up under somebody. That's where the whole responding, reacting thing comes in. But when I say no narcs allowed, I say, I'm not allowing them in my life anymore. And the minute that I find out somebody is, I mean, it's, and I, I throw the term narcissist around just like everybody else. I think a lot of life coaches do. And, you know, I have to say this, that I cannot legally diagnose anybody because I do not have a, I'm not a psychologist or a psychotherapist. I do have a degree in psychology, but I am not a licensed um, psychologist. So I cannot diagnose anybody. And we can't diagnose anybody just by talking to someone else anyway. Um, but I said that to say this, I, I, like I said, I get to decide who's in my life. Um, I don't think you should allow them in your life either. It just ma- it makes life so much more difficult. Life shouldn't be that hard. It really shouldn't. It's supposed to be a beautiful experience. I mean, it's supposed to be life. It's not supposed to be a slow death. <laughs> yes. When I heard no narcs allowed, I thought no fake friends. That, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think ding, about narcissism. <laughs> I thought none of those get those phonies out of here. And I've 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 been doing that 
personally myself, you know, I always like to, you know, when I'm, when you're telling us, when, when I'm talking to someone who's teaching, because this isn't my first rodeo with podcasts, I'm talking mm-hmm. to someone who's teaching, I like to bring personal experiences into it. I've had to let friends go. I know you've had to let friends go. Mm-hmm. And when I've let some long-term friends go, because I saw that our paths were totally different. This one person likes a lot of drama and they like to bring drama to everything. And maybe at one point in my life, I loved their drama. So we were close. But as I changed, as you were talking about earlier, as I started working on myself, I'm like a little more Zen, a lot less drama. And so the relationship kept going apart like this. Mm -hmm. And then at one point I had to say, quietly, nicely, it wasn't a bang out fight. You know what? We're not calling each other anymore. You know? And and but it has to come to that point. But we you know, I, I sometimes I think, you know, even with coaches, uh doing what you do, it's still hard to do those things. Yeah, I'm going through it right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is. And when you said no fake friends, I mean, that's exactly what they are. They appear to be something to start with and they're really not. And eventually you see like they're coming to you. Like like I said before, I'm in my forties, not in high school. They come to me talking about all these other people and telling me everything that they've done. And Oh my gosh, I can't believe so-and-so. And then the next thing you know, they're over there talking to them about something somebody else did. And I'm thinking, I, I finally realized like that's, how many faces do these people have? I don't know. Two like, faces. More than two sometimes. <laughs> I, just, I mean, it's not. And the people that I was long-term friends with, I will always love them. Like you said at a time, it was almost an addiction to the drama. Like it, it gave me something to, to latch on to, you know, other people's drama. I think that's why people follow celebrities so much because they they need something in their life to latch on to. And for some reason yeah. they think it makes them feel good to know all this stuff about other people. Well, I guess, it, like I said, I was addicted to the drama. Um, but at some point, you know, I have my own life to live. I'm not trying to worry about what everybody else is doing. Now, if they're hurting someone or hurting themselves, that's, you know, that's totally different, but it's, you know, what they wore, I don't care. I don't care where they went to eat. I don't care who they're friends with. I don't, you know, and I hate to say I don't care, but I just I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a TV watcher either. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, TVs, reality shows, not too much. Mm-mm. I've seen I some. have a few yeah. shows I watch, but it's not you know, the reality shows. I, I couldn't tell you the name. Uh, I think, uh, what is it? Bachelor, Bachelorette, something like that. Yeah, that's the one. Of the oh, there's one for ones. both of them in there. Yeah. Um, there used to be some on uh, MTV, I think, when I was a teenager. I, I can't remember the name of those, but I didn't really ever watch those either because it was almost like you could tell they were they were acting, trying to act like they're not acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so fake. It's so fake. Um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking we on the, we're here, Monica. We're here. <laughs> I mean, and once you do the work, like I said in one of my posts on Facebook, once you do the work to to grow and heal and raise your vibration then you you no longer worry about all the negative stuff so much you know what I mean it's, it's pretty it's pretty freeing and if you're constantly living your life for somebody else you're not living your life that's 
basically the way it goes. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I've got friends now that we'll always be friends. I always love them, but we're not going to be best friends anymore. Yeah. They're so mad. <laughs> Sorry. Bad I just had a fly too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was all side out, like, get get on out of here. You should never feel guilty for outgrowing people. Yeah. That means you're growing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And you never want to stop growing. I I, I really love that. I, I'm going to put the, the one question at the end, but I want to talk about your Instagram. Okay. December 16th. 2019 where were you no i'm just kidding um my birthday actually my birthday is december the 16th so oh you're a december baby i'm december 22nd oh my god we're december babies you're a sagittarius oh you're great that's why because i'm a cusp baby and i'm more sag than i am cap gotcha so anyway anyway december 16th oh that's this was a great post you cannot force people to respect you but you can refuse to be disrespected how the heck can I do that? How can I do that without forcing them to respect me? I think it just goes back to the whole no narcs allowed. Like you get to choose who you allow in your life. Mm-hmm. You can't force somebody to respect you, but you can walk away and refuse to be disrespected. Yes. That's basically what that nutshell. means. I mean. Nutshell. Yeah. Nutshell. I love that. I that one stood out for me really strong, and I like it because it's the way I live my life now. Mm-hmm. So um, I <laughs> then I, I cut people off in two seconds. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I had a guy I was dating recently, and he was mean to me. Then he disrespected me, and then he asked me for money. <laughs> just started dating like this all happened within a week mm-hmm. and I was like I now I'm going to use your nine no narcs allowed bye you know and 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 good looking nice guy we had a great time all the time you know uh, uh one of my friends said well you know maybe he was having a bad day I said maybe he was but that's his problem not mine <laughs> not mine he's blocked he's facebook blocked <laughs> he's he's gone from my sphere so you know um and and that's the way to to live life like not allowing yourself to be respected but you have to respect yourself more to not allow the disrespect and then and and back to what you said in the very beginning there's the issue is how do i feel about me Mm-hmm. how am I working on me if you're constantly drawing a line in the sand and somebody's stepping over and you're like oh, okay well I'll, I'll give you that one but don't cross this line they're going to cross that line and you're going to be like oh, okay well okay no th- making excuses okay just don't cross this one and it's just going to continue and continue and continue at some point especially if, if it's a new relationship the guy you know you hadn't been dating for like a year or something like that no. i mean if it's, if it's a if it's a new relationship like it's a lot easier to do that yeah especially yeah. in that situation like you're gonna be mean to me and disrespect me and then ask me for money what <laughs> oh 
<laughs> you should be paying me. <laughs> right. But we, we overlook that stuff as women. This is a, has to be an end. Is, I, guess, I think guys do it too, actually. They're just more quiet about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that happens. We overlook stuff because he's really good looking and he's funny mm-hmm. and we have a really great time and he's a good kisser and <laughs> you know and, and, and we you know he can't be that bad nobody everybody has an off day oh no the question is how many off days do you have do you have more off days than you have on days <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah right 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 they, I, I call them uh ever since i was young I've, I've, I've pretty much been this way since i was a young girl um i call them character flaws mm-hmm. when i when i meet character flaws like like um Asking someone you don't know to borrow money in a new relationship is a character flaw. Mm-hmm. Like there's something you, your character allows you to ask strangers for money. I don't know. And there's it's that a, line in the sand. Just think yeah. if it was only twenty dollars this time, next time it might be twenty five. I mean, it, it was two hundred. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you almost flushed out, right? There. <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> she said no. Exactly. I mean, exactly. if your if your mother's in the hospital and you need, let's go see your mom. You know what I mean? But right, you don't know me like that. You don't need to be asking me for two hundred. You shouldn't even ask me for two dollars, let alone two hundred dollars. So it was for rims for his car. <laughs> even better. It was so <laughs> much <even> better. <laughs> so much better. So much better. So much better. Oh my god. Yes. Great. Yes. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> So as, as I was looking at your Instagram, uh, you have six thousand followers. Um, I have less than that now. I've actually blocked some, but yeah. Oh, uh, you took some out. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. you're a little under, little under six thousand. You have like three percent engagement on your posts, which you know, three percent. That doesn't sound like a lot, but in marketing, that's a lot. Are you talking about three percent of six thousand? That's a pretty good bit. That is a good bit. How do you get an average of 3% on your post? What what brought you here? Like, everybody wants all entrepreneurs that are listening <laughs> to this. They want to know, how did you get that much engagement? I really don't know. Um, I'll search hashtags sometimes, and then I'll see accounts. Like, I'm looking for something in specific, something specific, so I'll search a specific hashtag, and I'll come across an account, and then if I like, I'll look at their whole page and if I like them, I'll follow them. And I mean, this has taken years to build up. I didn't just do it in a week. Um, But then, you know, the use of hashtags and I guess it sounds so cliche, but just be myself, Mm. you know, just be yourself and the people that are right for you will come to you because the minute you start trying to put on airs and pretend like you're something that you're not, um, you'll lose. I've seen it happen with people that would just, um, I was in a, a multi-level, multi-level marketing company and I won't name the name, but one of the higher ups told us to go through Instagram and just, this is what they started us doing. Search a hashtag, find these people, follow everybody that follows them and put these apps on your phone so you can unfollow the people that unfollow you. And I just, I never got into that because I'm, may not even care I don't want to clog my feed with a lot of stuff that I don't care to see and I did that one time and I followed like maybe 50 people 
And as their stuff started coming through my feed, I just unfollowed them because I don't, it wasn't my scene, the stuff that they were doing. So I just didn't care to see it anymore. They would post memes that were um, ugly. Yeah. I mean, and I don't want to see that. So I just deleted them from my account. And now some of the ones that are on there are, um, I don't know if they've been hacked or what, but they'll come and send me DMs of stuff that I don't, I'm not even going to respond. I just delete the the message and block them. So I've gotten rid of a few over the past month or so, I guess. But yeah, I mean, that's that's how I grew it. Like I said, it's, it's been years in the making. It wasn't just overnight. It wasn't over just one month. So, I mean, but posting consistently and finding out when your posts are getting the most, most um, traffic, a lot of times like Sunday evenings are really good. Um, there's a lot of people on on Sunday evening, but, or there used to be, I don't do it anymore. Now I just post whenever I feel like it. Um, but there used to be a lot of people on, on Sunday evenings. And so now it's different because of COVID. Yeah, Yeah. People are on more often. All the time. (laughs) Yeah. People are. Yeah. The the, the world has changed. Um, people are going to be going back to work soon, but, uh, uh, a lot of jobs have transitioned to home and they're not going to transition back. Mm-hmm. So um, our, our world will be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But I love it. I love it. The, these are the takeaways that I just got from what you said. Um, follow people that you truly like. Yeah. Don't just follow random people for the sake of mm-hmm. adding more people. Um, use hashtags. Mm-hmm. Big key. Big key for Instagram. Big key. And if you can, if you can find an original hashtag like not use don't use COVID-19 because your post is going to get lost in that hashtag because everybody's using COVID-19 or coronavirus don't you don't use something like that um but if you can come up with something with COVID-19 blah 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 behind it that's good try to use original hashtags sometimes I use generic ones but try and use something that not everybody's using awesome uh, be yourself. Um, that that is just that seems like a no brainer, but it's not. <laughs> um, and uh, post consistently. Post consistently. Um, e- e- even if you choose your own times, post consistently. But it is better. There are lots of apps out there that'll tell you where your posts are getting the most engagement. You can always connect your account to those apps and find out what times your people, your following, your tribe is Mm -hmm. looking at you. You can find out what those times are through a lot of different apps. If I find a name of some of them, I will put them down here. I have to, can't lie to you. I hadn't, haven't been an Instagram power user for a couple of years now. So I'm sure things have changed. I'm sure I'll tell you something and it doesn't even exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, but I do want to get back. This is a new brand for me, Wealthgram. So um, I'm, ba- I'm about to start building. So, all right. So I asked that question. And then next question, I actually got this from another, uh, another uh, NLP. No, she's a life coach. Another life coach um, from AUNLP. And um, this is what she does at the end of her videos. Tell us a fun fact about you, something you may want people to know. Oh, gosh, I've got 45 years worth of fun facts. I'm teasing. 
Um, actually, something that not everybody would know, and some people may not even believe. Like I said, I'm five foot nothing on a good day, right? right. I actually used to teach um, kick, women's kickboxing and self defense classes. Oh wow! Yes, I like that. I'm writing that down. <laughs> That's on my notes about you, Monica. <laughs> yeah. Kickboxing and self-defense. So we don't want to meet you in a dark alley, right? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not in the same shape I was in about 12 years ago, but <laughs> some of it stays ingrained. But yeah, oh, yeah. I hope I'm not walking down a dark alley anytime soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, definitely. That's just a cliche term. <laughs> cliche, cliche. But wow, that's that's amazing. I I um I'm a what is it? Showing Rue. I'm a trained uh, karate. So I love that. And, um, you know, I'm not as in shape as I used to be. But um, yeah, I don't underestimate anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like I could take them. I don't know. But oh. We're gonna see. <laughs> I like that. Five foot nothing in a in a defense trainer. That's what's up. Okay. And where can we find you online? I know we can find you on Instagram. Is your handle still the same? It's Rebelocity. With two uh, L's. R E B E L L O C I T Y. That is correct. Rebelocity. Okay. Where else can we find you? Um, I'm actually, I have a page on Facebook that is Rebelocity. FB. I'm going to put all these links below the video and in the podcast. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I have a YouTube. I just recently changed the name of it to Rebelocity. Okay. I only got one video on there. I need to put some more videos on there. I have some more. I just haven't, I haven't posted them, but. That's okay. That's okay. That's quite all right. You know what I found? And, 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 you know. Well, friends, you guys can tell her in the comments. What I found is people love following you from the very beginning. They mm-hmm. love having that when you when you get bigger and things get more. They love having that. I was there when she first. I remember her first video. Mm-hmm. I remember when she only had one video. <laughs> people love that. I don't know why. I love it too because I was like, you know, when I see like Marie Forleo, you know who that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I see like Marie Forleo, I was there back when she first started. Like when she first got into the online space, talking about marketing and everything. I was, when her videos were crass and in her basement or along that brick wall, I was there. And so it feels really good to see her with Oprah now. So when we see you with Oprah, we're going to be like, I Girl, remember. I'm all about being with Oprah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm gonna bring you with me, okay? Can I bring you with me? Yes, I will be there. I will be there. Yeah. So when we see you with Oprah Monica, we're gonna be like, I remember when she made that first video. It was called No More Excuses. I was there, you know. So so people love that. So that's quite all right that there's one video there. So YouTube, fa- Facebook, Instagram, those are your three spots. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are going to follow you. All the I am friends. planning to start, I guess, I don't even know if I should even say this or not, but um, mm-hmm. I'm planning to start my own podcast soon. Yes, and yes. I will, I will let you know when that launches. It's actually going to be called Rebelocity Radio. Yes. So I will let you know when that launches. Um, I've got some things in the works right now. It's probably going to be within the next month. 
Wonderful. Yes, yes, definitely. You are advertising all your things here. Yeah. Um, even some that I don't even have yet. Yes. <laughs> the podcast, the link will be below the video. It will be below my podcast as soon as she gives me the information. Well, friends, so be looking for that. And um, man, I'm so thankful for you coming on my show today, spending time with me, making me feel better. I was feeling really great (laughs) this morning. You look fantastic. Thank you. (laughs) I'm laughing and I'm having a good time. I may even get some work done instead of going to sleep. So I'm I'm all revived and built up now because you really do have a great message. I really love what you're about. When we got on the phone the other day, I thought, wow, this woman's amazing. I am so glad that she answered. It's like sent out about 40. And out of the 40, you were the only one that answered so far. So I will keep reaching out because that's the way you have to do. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate you. And um, yeah, um, this is the end of the show. Well, friends, we are going to get more structure to this show, but this is the way it is for now. <laughs> and Monica is amazing. I mean, we kind of like swoop through here. It's been about an hour, huh? Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. it has. <laughs> yes, it's been about an hour, but we swoop through everything with smooth questions went along that answers answers went along the questions and 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 this was some real stuff what i what i love about you monica already is that you are so real i didn't hear one answer to any question or any comment or that you made that sounded cliche and even if it did sound cliche was this because it was a, one of those cliches or just real it was like from the heart. And, you know, very often, and I told you, this is not my first rodeo with podcasts. And, you know, I love everyone. But I've been on so many podcasts with others and had others on my podcast. And you hear those cliche things. And, you know, and you you don't want to call them out, but you want to call them out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't feel like I wanted to call you out. So I love you for that. And and I'm always very real in my shows. I even like to point out little awkward things like that sometimes. So you'll see that in my future shows. I'm awkward, but loving. all right miss monica well thank you thank you thank you and well friends you guys remember that um a richer life does start here it starts right here with you and you guys have a great day see you guys in the next video bye